0: Hi, I'm Stacy. I love chatting about how to find our callings, preferably cozied up with steaming beverages in a coffee shop. You can connect with me on social media at Stacy Summerow and subscribe to StacySummerow.com for a free discernment packet called "How to Make the Right Choice." God's adventure awaits, my friend, and I am thrilled you're on the journey with me. Hello and welcome to another episode of Called and Caffeinated. Thanks again for joining me for coffee. I had some great feedback on my last episode, which was kind of a mini-sode. I heard from some listeners that they really enjoy kind of this the shorter episodes just to get a little, uh, little boost in their day instead of having to commit to a full-length interview. So... Moving forward, we're probably going to have more of these interspersed with full-length interviews. The next one is going to be actually a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Andrew Whitmore. He just wrote a book called uh, Saintly Habits, very practical habits that you can implement from St. Thomas Aquinas to acquire virtue. So look out for that episode coming up next just in time for Lent, which will be absolutely perfect. In this episode, I am going to be talking about why I don't think that you should ask God for a sign when you pray. I've been realizing lately that I have a lot of thoughts on this. After many years in discernment ministry and hearing from a lot of people and hearing about people's confusion about how to hear God's voice, I realize there is a lot of confusion. I also want to say you probably are hearing my little baby in the background. If I'm going to get anything done these days, y'all, it's got to be done imperfectly. And my little guy is kind of a noisy sleeper. I, I don't know why. So you're probably hearing him breathing in the background and I apologize. I don't know if I can edit that out, but I will do my best to minimize that. So let's get into this episode today, which is gonna be about why I think signs are problematic. Now, they're not wrong. God has used them many times, but I think that they're the first thing that people go to when they think of how to hear God's voice, either a voice in your head or God's gonna send you a sign. I had all kinds of people ask me if God ever sent me a sign when I was on the Sisterhood Becoming Nuns, which was my 2014 reality docu-series that documented my vocational discernment journey. And the answer is no, God never sent me a sign about that. And in fact, as I have learned more about the Lord and progressed in my prayer life, I think, (laughs) um, I have stopped really asking for a sign almost all of the time. Um, And I have four reasons for that. So the first reason is that I think that signs are problematic. Like I said, they're not wrong, but they are very nonspecific. And the problem with this is that you can interpret a sign if or a perceived sign in so many different ways. Here's an example. My husband was talking to a woman and she told him this story about how she met her husband or how she decided to marry her husband. Apparently, she was going back and forth. She wasn't sure about this guy, and she went God, She went and asked God for a sign. She asked him for a four-leaf clover. And then she looked down at her feet, and at her feet in this field where she was praying was a five-leaf clover. And when my husband was telling me that story, I immediately thought, oh, she didn't get a four-leaf clover. She got a five-leaf clover. That means that God um, was going to give her something better than this guy you know he was going to provide for her with his love or he had somebody better in mind for her or something and it's funny because the woman who actually was telling the story took that to mean that she should marry this guy so she went ahead and married him and when my husband was telling me this story I was like but God didn't answer her with a four-leaf clover so she didn't do it right but to her that's how she interpreted it so even though she did pray for a very specific sign she really interpreted it well, who knows if she did it incorrectly? There was no, not one necessarily one right answer. So I think we can just tie ourselves in knots very, very easily and cause ourselves more confusion rather than more clarity. And God really is not trying to trick us, He's not trying to play games with us. The second reason that I think it's potentially problematic to ask for a sign is because God may actually want you to choose. You kind of delegate all of your own responsibility to choose onto god and the reason i don't think it's a good idea to put i mean we should absolutely involve god in our decisions but i think sometimes god specifically doesn't want to tell us what to choose because he wants us to choose for ourselves he trusts us to choose more than we trust ourselves sometimes when i was discerning my vocation i always wanted god to tell me a lot of people have asked me how did you know what your vocation was And the truth is that God never told me. I actually chose for myself. I prayed my prayer of surrender every day. I went to mass and did a holy hour um, as often as I possibly could. I stayed as close to him as I could and I gave him every opportunity to tell me if he wanted to, but he never did. And I think that's because he trusted me to choose for myself and he wanted me to learn for myself what the right answer was going to be. So I went through my vocational discernment at um, different convents and then eventually went back to the dating world and met my husband. And by the time I had lived that entire journey, I felt really confident that this was the right decision for me, not because God sent me some kind of a sign, but because I had lived enough to know myself well enough to choose the thing that he had created me for. And that really took a long time. And I really look back at my life and I think... This is the way that God wanted it. Really, He didn't want me to just be um, putting the responsibility on Him. If I had, then I'm not really His child. I'm I'm His servant. Not to say that God doesn't tell us to do things. He does. He wants to intervene in our life, but sometimes in His timing, it's He knows that it's better for us to choose for ourselves because He's a good Father who loves us. He's not a taskmaster hello there it's future editing stacy i'm recording the second half of this episode because i got interrupted and now here we are um i got interrupted by a child and then i got terribly sick my whole family did so i really hope that you are not getting whatever these terrible illnesses are that are going around but man they are just this one's a humdinger i can't quite recover so if i sound like i have a cold it's because i do Before we get into the third reason why I think it's problematic to ask for a sign, I want to give a shout out to a little project that I've been having so much joy with since, gosh, last October maybe. I haven't talked about it that much because I haven't released that many episodes, but my candles are such a source of joy for me. They are prayer candles made with 100% beeswax, and I am just having the time of my life making candles and selling them on the Catholic all-year market. And I've heard from a lot of people that they are people love them apparently because they keep selling out which is such a blessing and um, the most recent one that I just released is called "Sursum Corda which means lift up your heart if you go to traditional Latin mass or even if you go to the Novus Ordo lift up your heart is an invitation that the priest gives us at every single mass and so I thought it would be such a beautiful thing to create a scent around lift up your heart as something that you could take from the mass into your daily life. So every time you smell this candle, my hope is that your heart will be lifted up to the Lord and you'll associate it with um, prayer, which for me as a busy mom is perfect because as I go about my day, I am just so busy. I don't always have time to kneel down and pray and really focus, but every time I smell the beautiful fig, nutmeg, honey, cinnamon, and vanilla scent, I just am, my heart is lifted up to the Lord. So the nutmeg, cinnamon, and vanilla those are all spices and back in the day really throughout history until very recently spices were really only for the very wealthy because they had to be grown in a faraway part of the world and imported so the spiciness of this scent is meant to indicate the the wealth and the abundance of God's providence for us and that we are surrounded by his love that we are lifted up into his arms and cared for Similarly, but a little bit different, we see a lot of symbolism of figs and honey in the Bible, and we hear specifically about the promised land that God has promised the Israelites, and they're they're striving through the desert and they're they're suffering on their way to the promised land. But once they get there, they're going to have a land flowing with milk and honey, and the Bible's just replete with signs and and symbols of these two of figs and honey as a sign of God's providence and of his love. And, um, so that's all part of the scent as well. And it's packaged in this beautiful embossed glass jar. I hope you love it as much as I do. You know, I'm just trying to be anthropology for Catholics over here. So if you're interested in checking out my beeswax candles that are perfect for prayer, there's many others as well. You can go to market.catholicallyear.com. They've just been selling like hotcakes. So feel free to head on over there, check them out. And now let us get back to our... Reasons why I think that asking for a sign is problematic. And here is reason number three signs can be limiting. Why do we think that a sign is the only way that God speaks to us? There is something that happens in discernment that doesn't usually happen in the rest of our lives. I think when people are trying to listen for some kind of an answer from God, if they haven't been learning how to see His voice and and hear his voice and see him working in other ways in their life, which I know I really didn't see that. Like I didn't see God's daily intervention in my life for most of my life. And so if people aren't used to that, which sometimes as Catholics, unfortunately we aren't, then when we are trying to get an answer from God and we do want to know his will, we just kind of think, oh he must be trying to either send me a sign or sent or just speak as a voice in my head those are the only two ways god can communicate and unfortunately that's a bit of an elementary understanding of how god can speak to us i mean god created the universe you know he created gosh each one of us so different like his genius is endless and why do we think that a sign is the only way that he can communicate to us in my life god has sent me some signs sometimes that are quite spectacular but he's also, I think the, the best way that he's answered my prayers and worked in my life is with something that's so ridiculously over the top, extravagant out of this world that I never would have predicted would have happened and probably wouldn't have asked for if I had only been asking for a sign. A sign can really seem like it's a good thing. Like If, if, um, if you're talking to somebody and you're like, okay, which restaurant do we want to go to? And, you know, when my husband and I are, are talking about where we want to go out to dinner and he is always like, he's just like, pick one, you know, just pick a, pick a restaurant. And there's me over there being like, well, we could get this or we could do this or we could go here. And he's like, just pick one. I don't care which one you pick, pick one, you know? <laughs> and in a sense, asking for a sign can feel like that because it's like, oh yeah, we're being really definitive. We're giving us, you know, we're, we're narrowing the field, but I think, that a lot of times that's actually too limiting because we're trying to put God into a box that we can comprehend and understand. We're trying to make discernment really easy for ourselves, which I don't fault anybody for because it is hard. But at the same time, I think God often wants to expand our minds beyond just signs. And often God has, I'd say actually 95% of the time, God hasn't sent me a sign. God sends me a reminder of his love. And what that does is it's so much better than a sign because rather than focusing on what the right answer is for this decision that I'm discerning, a reminder of his love helps me to understand who I am in relationship to him and that I'm provided for, I'm taken care of. And then I can just relax and not stress so much about what the quote unquote right answer is or what the most perfect thing is. If I know that I'm a daughter of God and I can rest in that, I have security. And whatever decision I make, it's not going to, it's not as important as I might make it out to be when I'm sitting in my little, you know, sitting there stressing and my mind's going in circles. God wants us to just be relaxed, know we're provided for, and be able to make a choice in a place of peace and from a place of peace. The fourth reason that I think you should not ask for a sign is because it makes you really hyper-focused on a sign. And that might be all you're looking for. That's kind of, um, I've touched on this in the earlier points as well, but it gets extremely stressful when you're looking for a sign. It turns it into this game of who's going to blink first. It sets up your discernment all wrong because if God doesn't send you a sign in the way that you're looking for, or if he sends you a sign that you aren't sure is a sign, or if you're really, you're just looking for a sign everywhere and you're interpreting everything as a sign, that's not really how God operates. The problem isn't even the sign itself. The problem is really that we far too easily can abuse signs or perceived signs without meaning to, because we're just looking for them everywhere we go. Instead, discernment is rather a relationship. So focus in on the relationship. Leah Darrow, when I interviewed her on Called and Caffeinated many moons ago, I will leave a link to her excellent episode, she said something I'll never forget. Do you want God's love or God's answer more? If you want God's love, you'll get both. When I pray, God just doesn't tell me the answer that he wants of what he wants me to do. He says, do you know how much I love you? And that used to bother me a lot because I thought he was kind of playing a trick on me, but God doesn't God's not ironic like that. He's not trying to trick me. He was really wanting me to know the thing that was more important than whatever the answer was that I was seeking. And answers flow very quickly and very easily from that place of trust. All right, so I want to talk about ways that I think are better to pray and don't go on my authority for this one. I'm pulling from St. Ignatius's Rules for Discernment and this is specifically from the section about Uh, discerning whether or not to give alms. Saint Ignatius gets very practical in this section and I love it so much and I think you're going to love his strategies as well. I have a couple here. So um, the first one is to write yourself a letter as if you're someone else. So pretend that you are uh, a totally different person and you are telling yourself your circumstances and asking, what should I do? And he says, write yourself a letter um, giving this other imaginary person the advice that you think is the very best, and then take that advice yourself. Take that advice as though you're someone else, and I think this can be really valuable because it just takes you out of your circumstances and lets you, or helps you, to see things from the outside a little bit more, so that you're not just caught up in maybe the emotional side of what you're trying to decide, of what you're trying to decide, and getting caught up in that. The next one from Saint Ignatius, I call the deathbed exercise. <laughs> it's very dramatic, and this also does a similar thing but in a different way, taking yourself out of this this one little moment in time, feeling wrapped up and spiraling and not sure of what you're doing. It gives you a bigger perspective. So he says, imagine yourself at the end of your life. What would you wish you had chosen in this moment? And sometimes that can really elevate us above our current circumstances, especially if choosing or making a choice puts us in stead to lose something. We worry about what we're going to lose we don't know if what we are moving toward is going to be better than that maybe all we can see is the loss but if we imagine ourselves at the very end of our life that can really have a beautiful way of clarifying things for us see the values that they wish they had acted upon and maybe did act upon hopefully it has a way of revealing your true character and the true nature of how you lived your life and the truth of your intentions and so trying to put yourself honestly in that place is super important. When I think about my grandparents' funerals, my father um, and my and uncles and aunt got up and they eulogized my grandparents, whom I knew and loved very, very much. And they spoke about their character and how they chose the hard things and how they chose the right things. Specifically, my grandpa was a, a veteran of, of three wars and he you know, chose to serve his country and do his duty even though he had a wife and four children who depended on him. And, you know, he he went ahead and served his country, and that was a very hard choice. My grandma was really known for her faithfulness as a housewife and a mother and really sticking so well to her duties, raising her children so well. And doing this deathbed exercise can help you understand, you know, how do I want people to eulogize me? What do I want people to say about me once I'm gone? So another tip I have for you and this is not from St Ignatius this is actually from Father Gregory Pine who is just a delight. If you've never heard of this man before, oh my gracious. This he's a Dominican priest and he is just brilliant. Possibly the most smartest person I've ever talked to. The most smartest person. Wow. That was good Stacy. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Father Gregory Pine was um on his first episode with me which I'll link to. I've interviewed him twice, which has been just an absolute joy. In his first episode on my show, he talked about this tactic that can help us when we're spiraling, going back and forth. He said, stick with the decision for a certain amount of time. Let's say you're you're dating someone and you're starting to think this is not a good relationship, or maybe you just wonder. Say to yourself, I'm not going to discern whether I'm going to break up with this person for, say, two months. I'm going to give two months. And just move forward as though I think this is the best person in the world for me, and we're gonna we're gonna give it. I'm gonna give it my all. I'm gonna go forward with my whole heart. I'm gonna try to commit to this person, and I'm not gonna reevaluate for two more months. And then at the two month mark, I'll sit down, get my journal, you know, go pray about it and really reflect on it. And the really nice thing about this is that it takes the pressure off you. You don't have to flip-flop constantly. You don't have to just be every second going back and forth. And I know the mental battle of discernment is the hardest most of the time. It's, it's terrible. So take that pressure off of yourself and just let yourself breathe and say, I'm just gonna stick with this and then I will defer my decision till later. Finally, my last way to pray that I think is better than asking for a sign is something I've talked about one million bajillion times on every pretty much every episode of my podcast but I just have to say it and that is to surrender. Praying this prayer of surrender that I've talked about a million times really changed my life and I believe it can change yours. You can get a copy of it when you go to my website. Click the bright blue button in the right hand corner that says subscribe and enter your email address. You'll instantly get a packet to your Uh, email address and you can open it. And the prayer of surrender is I think page two or three of that packet called How to Make the Right Choice. So go ahead and snag your copy and pray it really slowly as if you're praying uh, kind of like a litany, handing over every part of yourself to God one by one. And that's going to really reveal where you're holding back in your relationship with God. Because as I said earlier, discernment is a relationship. And the thing that you most Want to keep for yourself is the thing that you really most want to hand over. So, if you want a way to identify where you're not trusting God, which I mean, to be honest, that's a really hard thing to want, <laughs> but hopefully, if you're pursuing sanctity and if you're feeling really stuck and you know something needs to change, if you want to get unstuck, this is a great way to do it. It's a very hard prayer to pray, but it is absolutely the best prayer I've ever prayed. It puts everything in the hands of the Lord. And the more you pray it, the more you persist in praying it, the easier it's going to be to hand things over to him because he's going to start showing his providence and his provision for you in many different ways. And you're going to start to understand that surrendering is actually the easier way to go because he really does have it all handled. And if you don't surrender it and you try to control things yourself, it's just not going to work. It's just, you're going to save yourself a ton of grief in the long run by praying this prayer. So... um, that is my biggest recommendation to you. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. If you want to jump in on some fascinating conversations, you can go to my Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash called and caffeinated. We have a very vibrant community of wonderful people who come and join our video chats every other week. We've turned into a community of friends and we are all across the country and many different walks of life. There's something for everyone in this community, and I just absolutely love my people on my Patreon community. So if you wanna join us, you're having a little tr- trouble finding friends, or you'd like to just ask me some of your questions, or you wanna just connect with really wonderful Catholic, come on over. You know, I'm not gonna say we're awesome, but you know, we're awesome. So God bless you until we have our coffee next and look out for the next part of this episode, which is going to focus more on praying, praying and discernment. I feel like there's a lot to be said on this topic and I'm going to be sharing some of the things that I have found to be the most helpful and a few glory stories about some saints who have really been powerful intercessors for my family lately. So stay tuned for that episode next and I can't wait to catch you. I'm called and caffeinated. God bless.